rested for the next lesson. Uh, I'm so thankful that all of you are here. Um, we're looking forward to the family retreat coming up, and we're also looking forward to the uh, family night, the VBS. And uh, there's been a lot of work being put in to that. The youth group has been uh, working so hard with it. And if you see the decorations in the hallways, that was uh, the youth group. They've been coming here uh, a few days out of the week and really um, just using their, the artistic side that they have. And it shows we have very talented uh, youth here. And so we're thankful for that and excited for those days to come. I want to ask you something. Um, I, I want to give you all an update first, but then I'm going to ask you a question. Um, I want to update you all on how everything has been going with me and Mark uh, this summer with the preaching internship. I've been here the past two years with Connor, and I've been learning under Connor the past two years, and now I'm fully under Mark, and um, we've been spending a lot of time together. And one of the things that I learned uh, really quickly is this. When you're a preacher, um, you attend a lot more funerals uh, than the average person. Uh, I really didn't understand that fully before I became uh, a preacher and wanted to start learning and figuring out. But Mark attends a lot of funerals. And when I become a a full-time preacher, I'm going to be doing the same. But Mark has been attending so many, and I've had the privilege of going with him. And I was kind of sitting there at one of them, and I thought to myself, what if Jesus were here at this funeral? What would he do? And and most of all, what, what if he was doing the eulogy, and what if he was giving an address to us at the time of this funeral? What would he want us to leave with? What, what would he want us to know about this Christian who has died? I really thought about that very hard, and, and I want to answer that question. What, what would Jesus say? And I think our answer would be the same. I think John 11 would really tell us really kind of the basics of what Jesus would want us to know. And really the most impactful thing that Jesus could ever tell anyone. But in John 11 we read about Lazarus, the man who died and then was brought back to life. And we read about Mary and Martha, his sisters. But I want to start in verse 1 and maybe read down to maybe verse 6 and 7. And then we'll talk about that and we'll jump around a little bit. But I want to, I want to leave you tonight with exactly what Jesus would have wanted us to leave with if he would have been telling this story to us. Mark's been doing this in his Sunday AM class. And uh, hopefully I can add on to some things and uh, really reiterate this with the adults as well. But starting in John 11, verse 1, the Bible says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Let's stop and let's kind of go back through that. What's been mentioned here, well, Mary and Martha and Lazarus have been mentioned, the first thing. And it's really interesting in verse 2, it describes who Mary is. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. This was a good woman. 
This wasn't just your average woman. This wasn't a bad woman. This was a really good woman. We read that in John 12 later in the, uh, the Bible in the book. We read about her actually doing uh, this anointing with the oil and the perfume. And it was very costly. And even the Bible says this could be, I mean, this could have been sold for a year's salary. And, and Judas looked at it and said, you're going to waste this ointment right now? This was a good woman. She knew what was valuable in life. She looked at Jesus and thought, that's the most valuable man I'll ever know. This is God himself. And she loved him and she wanted to do everything that she could to please him. If you remember in Luke 10, she was the one who sat at Jesus' feet and listened to his teaching while Martha was busy in the kitchen. She wanted to hear every beautiful word that came out of his mouth. And this was the woman whose brother is sick. And so we continue down and it says, Lord, he whom you love is ill. I wonder if she thought about the wording there. She didn't just simply say, listen, Lazarus is sick. No, she, she went ahead and went far and beyond. She said, the one whom you love is ill. You see, you do good things for the one that you love. And she reminded them, do the right thing here. This is someone that you love. We need you. And then verse 5 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So it reiterates what we just read. But notice in verse 6, if a person had never heard this passage before, and they were reading down through verse 5, imagine what they would have heard when they heard, Well, Jesus loved Lazarus, and also He loved Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. He loved them all. And this man was performing miracles, and they've read it throughout the book of John. And now they get to verse 6, and it says, So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer. In the place where he was. What's he doing? The man who could heal the blind, he could heal the leper, and someone else is sick and he doesn't go anywhere. What's he doing? Why is he wasting time? Can you imagine this? They sent messengers. Mary and Martha sent messengers to Jesus. And the messengers get to Jesus and they tell him, hey, listen. The one, Mary and Martha sent me to say this, the one whom you love is sick. And you hear Jesus' reply later on in the chapter. He says this sickness doesn't end in death, but it's going to end in the glory of God. This is for the glory of God. And think about how the disciples and the messengers, when they heard that, how, how relieved they were. Okay, well, we'll go back and we'll, we'll let them know that everything's going to be okay. Can you imagine Mary and Martha back at home when the messengers come back and Jesus is nowhere to be seen? Where is he? Why didn't he come? Does he not know that he's about to die? Does he not love? Did you tell him that he whom you love is sick? What's he doing? And Jesus ends up saying, listen, Lazarus has fallen asleep. Later in verse 11, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. Keep reading in verse 12. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest and sleep. Verse 14, then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. Your friend is dead. 
I think now is a good time to maybe start talking about some things that we can apply from what we've read. Mary was a good woman. And I know we kind of, we hear this a bunch from the pulpit, and we kind of have this question that comes up a bunch when we do question and answer, and and we want to know more about why God does what He does. But in this passage, I think there's something that we can understand. Mary was a good woman, but yet she still lost Lazarus. She still had a brother who got sick. You can be the most wicked and evil person in the world and still speak falsely about others, ruin other people's lives, and live your life fully on the basis of selfish motives. And someday when you wake up in 90 years of age, on your birthday you lay down in your comfy bed with your soft pillow, and you can feel the sheets and the warmth of your comforter. And then that night in your sleep, your organs decide to stop working, and you die there peacefully in your sleep. On the other hand, you could be one of the most righteous person, one of the most righteous people who've ever walked the face of the earth, and at the age of 30, be diagnosed with cancer. And you also have children who have to watch you go through that. Why is that? You know, it really begs the question, why in the world would God allow that to happen to Lazarus, Mary and Martha's brother, to go through something painful like that? Well, I think the Bible answers it later on in this chapter. I think it makes it crystal clear. But still, things like that happen today. And I can't give you a great answer as to why these things happen because there, there have become many answers. But I want to give you something that's kind of simple. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, the Bible says, God causes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And He causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. Here we read about physical blessings that basically everybody who lives on the world in this earth they're going to receive. They're going to receive this blessing. Well, why? Because they simply just live on earth. It has nothing to do with whether they're good or bad. The rain falls and the sun's going to shine. Every day, the sun's going to shine. We also say the same thing about bad things. You live on that same world where it's dominated by physics. Listen, people are going to get sick. People are going to hurt. And people are going to also have good days. That doesn't mean that God's causing those bad things to happen. If we keep thinking about this topic, I do not believe that God afflicted Lazarus with this illness. But I do believe that this illness occurred and God saw an opportunity to glorify His Son through it. And so... Throughout the rest of this chapter that we're going to study, we're going to move on. But maybe I can give you some comfort in understanding why we suffer and also comfort in the fact when loved ones die, we can have hope. And so go to verse 20 with me in John 11. So Jesus comes, He delays His his, uh, coming And then the Bible says that Jesus found that Lazarus was already in the tomb for four days. And so verse 20 says this, So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. 
Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. You know, there's something amazing about this passage. And I think it's, I think it's really interesting. Mark pointed it out this morning. Martha comes out to meet Jesus. And she said, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. And then Mary hears about it. And she comes out too and she falls down before Jesus and she says the exact same thing. You know, there are a few things in the Bible where you can read and you can almost hear their voice when you read it. You can hear the pain in their voice. You can hear probably the way um, they inflected each word that they spoke. Or if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. And you can almost pinpoint how they would have said it. But I want to think about that for a moment. Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. There are two things that are, we can infer from that, that statement. If you would have been here, my brother would not have died. The first one is, Jesus needed to be there. He should have been there. And, and, and if he wasn't there... Lazarus would have died. But if he was there, then Lazarus would have been able to live. And I hate to be uh, so, so much of a perfectionist and so much of a corrector on this statement. But here's the truth. I don't believe that Jesus would have had to have been there. And here's why. Turn with me to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Starting in verse 46 of John chapter 4. The Bible says this, So he came again to Canaan, Galilee, Jesus is talking about here, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. As he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better, and they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. The father knew that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. And he himself believed in all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. What's the point that needs to be made? Jesus was not there when he performed the miracle. This child was about to die. And he said the words and the child lived. Was Jesus in Bethany when he got the news from the messengers? No. Did he have to be there to perform the miracle? No. We know the story. Lazarus was raised. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Did Jesus have to be there? I don't think so. Another thing. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. That implies that he had to be there, and it also implies that 
you know, you're out of time. You're too late. There's nothing you can do anymore. He's dead and there's nothing we can do about it. He'll be raised in the last day, but there's nothing we can do about it now. I want to ask you all a question. If Lazarus was dead ten days, could Jesus raised him? What if he was dead maybe 40 days? What about a year? I want you all to think about something. In Matthew 27, when Jesus died, the Bible says that the tombs of the saints, they were open. And those saints went out into the streets and, and showed themselves to many. How long were they dead? Months? Years? It doesn't matter how long someone's dead. Martha even said, Lord, he's been dead four days. There's going, he's going to smell before he raised him. That doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. It has nothing to do with how long someone's been dead. Jesus can raise someone from the dead if they've been a de- dead a day or been dead a thousand years. They're going to be raised. And then another thing I think that we can learn from the passage. Um, we learn that Jesus is not bound by time. Jesus is not bound by distance. He, it doesn't matter how far away He is. But look at verse 8 of chapter 11. He says in verse 7, Let's go again to Judea. In verse 8, the disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going there again? If you read earlier in the book, in chapter 10, Jesus was about to be stoned. They picked up stones, but Jesus left. He hid himself. There was danger in the journey to go to Bethany to raise up Lazarus. There was danger for Jesus and his disciples, but yet he still went. Why? Because fear wasn't going to stop Jesus from raising Lazarus from the dead. He's not bound by time. He's not bound by distance. And he's not going to let anything scare him into not raising Lazarus from the dead. And so what does that mean for us? Let's start with time. Some of you may have lost the love of your lives many years ago. Someone who was very near and dear to you. You made memories with. And you haven't seen them in years. But they were a Christian. What does that mean for you? It means that Jesus can raise them in the last day. Because it doesn't matter how long they've been gone. You'll be able to see them again. What about, what about distance? You know, sometimes, at least in my life, I feel as if God can be so far away. I feel as if I am just, my relationship with God isn't what it should be. And sometimes I feel as if, man, I wish I could just hear God's voice, or I wish I could just at least see Him. Listen, I've never seen God. I haven't seen Him before. I haven't talked to Him before or heard His voice. And even though He lives in heaven, 
far away. I know He can still raise me up on the last day because He's not bound by distance. It has nothing to do with His power. And then the last thing. Fear is not going to get in the way. Nothing's going to get in the way. Jesus Christ went to the cross and He died a terrible death and He went through pain and hardship. Why? Because He loved me. And every time I look and I I think and I imagine the cross and Jesus there, I think to myself, He really didn't let anything stop Him. He didn't let the fact that He was God stop Him. And He didn't let the fact that it hurt stop Him. And He didn't let the fact that He was tired and scared stop Him. He died. With all this, with all this being said, the most important thing that we need to learn and what I think Jesus would tell us at a funeral is what I believe he said to Martha. Look at verse 24 and we'll read that one together in chapter 11. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus told her, she said, listen, your brother's going to rise again. He's going to rise again. And she said, listen, Jesus, I know I've listened to your teaching. I know the scriptures. He's going to rise again on the last day. I know this. Don't you know this? Why would, why would you say something like that? But she didn't know what Jesus meant. Look at verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. What is Jesus trying to say here? He's trying to say, look at, the, look at the resurrection and the death of Lazarus and look at what I said here. I'm the resurrection and the life. Here's the death of Lazarus. I raised him up. I can raise you up too. And there's nothing that's going to get in my way. It doesn't matter how long you've been dead. It doesn't matter that you've never seen me. I'm not going to be stopped. Look at the death of Lazarus and look at what Jesus did with his body. A stinking, rotting body came out of that tomb that day. And that proved to the world and everyone who was around, this man can raise people from the dead. And they can live with him for an eternity because that's what he said he can do. I love my mom and dad. I love my brother, and I love you. But I know that I'm young, and I understand that there'll come a time, if Christ doesn't come back, that I'll lose many of you. And you might even just lose me. But you know what the beautiful thing about our study this evening is if we die as Christians and as Jesus said listen if you believe that I'm the Christ the son of the living God if you believe that it won't be a goodbye it'll be I'll see you soon and we'll get to spend eternity together 
Bad things do happen to good people, but guess what? Good people who are Christians have something good waiting for them after the bad things happen. And that's heaven. I don't know if there are some here tonight that are not Christians. But I'll tell you, if you are not a Christian, Jesus wants to raise you from the dead. He wants to have a day where He can raise you up and He can spend eternity with you. All you have to do is have faith in Him and do what He says. And then there may be some that have become Christians. They were raised in baptism with Him. But then they've strayed away. It's been really hard to live the life that a Christian should live. The beautiful thing about God is He keeps on forgiving. And He doesn't stop if you repent. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to be here to help you. Please come forward if you have a need right now. Stand